You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 162. Today, my guest is Angela Henderson from Angela Henderson Proprietary Limited. Welcome, Angela. Hey, hey, super excited to be here today, Kathy. Fabulous. Very pleased that we were able to get this time together and yes. have a chat. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about five powerful strategies to boost your income in 2022. Where yes. do you think we should start? There's always so much juiciness whenever we want to talk about revenue, profit, and increasing cash flow, right? I mean, who doesn't want to add that dollar to any dollar line, top or bottom, right? Really? So listen, what I want to say too is the strategies that I'm going to talk about today, some people might be like, oh, this isn't what I thought maybe. But I want to talk about this is often a lot of times, Kathy, in business, we're geared more to the masculine energy. I know I was when I first started my business 11 years ago, very much. I ran from 100% masculine energy. But since being in business for over 11 years and running two seven-figure businesses, what I found is this balance between about 60% of masculine energy, like the house, right? And that 40% feminine energy, like kind of just leaning into things, intuition, trusting the process. And so one of the things, the first powerful strategy to boost your revenue in 2022 is alignment. And people might be like, but what do you mean, Ange? Why is alignment supportment? Tell me the how-tos. Here's the thing, though, is I need the listeners out there to truly check themselves in their current state of alignment. Because here's the thing. Alignment for those that are kind of like the word gets used a lot just refers to many things. But it's more about like the energetic alignment, your strategic alignment, your work-life alignment, right? All of these alignment pieces are either going to help you grow in business or start to bring you down in business and life. So if your offers and products that you currently have, depending if your service-based business or an e-com business are out of alignment, guess what? It's going to be very hard to boost your revenue because you're selling shit that doesn't light you up. So your energy is going to be off. You're going to start resenting things. You potentially are going to avoid showing up on social media and not want to sell what you have on offer. Because really quietly, you're like going, dear universe, please don't send anyone my way because I hate doing this course or I hate doing this. So you really have to go and look at what is currently going on for you from an alignment piece. There's eight signs that you might be out of alignment. Number one, you wake up every day feeling like something is off, but you don't know what it is. Number two, you feel disconnected from yourself. Number three, your external reality is not matching up to what you really desire. Number four, you're getting sick a lot or getting weird mystery symptoms, right? My head hurts, my back hurts, my knee hurts, but you haven't been running or done anything to hurt yourself. You feel tired, sluggish, and just simply like unmotivated, uninspired about everything. Six, you feel unclear, foggy, stuck, or like you can't see what's next. Seven, you're not attracting what you want. And eight, no matter what you do, it's not working. What I've also found when women in business come to work with me in the role of the business consultant is the more stressed they are or the more that they're leading to burnout, the more unaligned they are. They're going further and away from what their desired business and dreams are. So revenue booster number one for 2022 is really business owners needs to check themselves and see where they are in alignment, both life, business, products, et cetera. 
Yes, I think that's very true. You quite often see that people in their messaging in particular are not aligned. They're mm-hmm. trying to sell a high ticket item and they've got a really crappy website that has all the sponsored by logos across the bottom. That is not a A-class website. That is not a first class and they're mm-hmm. trying to sell first class pricing. So mm-hmm. definitely getting yourself in alignment plus your business is really important. And I totally understand about what you say about masculine energy and having your business for so long because I've been in business 21 years Mm -hmm. and back then there was no women around, that's for sure and certain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely making sure that you are using both. And if you are getting out of alignment there, maybe it is a case that you need to just pull back, have a look, so that you can actually see the trees for the forest. What I'm saying, and what I often say is the more aligned you are, the more revenue you'll make. It's like a direct correlation. But also the thing is, is sometimes we have to slow down in order to speed up. Sometimes we have to shed things that are no longer serving us to make room for things that will light us up and will bring us in more money. So again, it's like, I can't tell you enough, the alignment, it's probably not something that you would have picked for my top five revenue generating tactics for 2022. But to me, it's the absolute most important thing that all businesses need to consider. Yes, definitely. And if you've got no energy because you hate doing what you're doing, that shows you will find that people won't buy from you. Or if they do buy from you, they'll buy your cheapest offer and they won't come back to any upsells or any other value because you're not congruent. 100%. Excellent. So let's go for number two. Number two powerful strategy to boost your revenue in 2022 is really then you kind of checked yourself with alignment, but now I need you to review your products, your offers in order to boost your revenue. And let me go a little bit deeper. It's going to be so important for you to review these particular things because do your products and services continue to serve your audience or have they outgrown your audience? Do your products and our services excite you? Where do your products, services, and offers sit within your value ladder? Can you upsell? Can you downsell? Remember your products and offers should be working for you and keeping people in your ecosystem. Why? Because it's cheaper to keep selling to people who are already in your ecosystem and are hot and have bought from you than trying to inquire new leads. Because every new lead, you've got to warm them. They've got to know, like, and trust you. And they've got to be in that client journey anywhere from, depending on the cost of your ticket item, for three, four, five, six, 12 months. So take a moment and really reflect on your current products and offers. Again, as I said previously, sometimes we've got to shed the old to make room for the new. But if you don't understand your value ladder, if you don't understand how you can cross-pollinate and upsell and downsell, then these are all little tactics that you can start infusing into your business by reviewing your products and offers to boost your revenue in 2022. Absolutely. And we know that the big guys do that so well. Do you want fries with that? They come in with the cheapest item and then they upsell you and then they get you hooked. And we've got to do the same. It's not about being sleazy and salesy and any of that. It's offering value to your clients. You'd be absolutely heartbroken if you had a product, your really top perfect client went somewhere else because Mm -hmm. they didn't know that you actually sold that or you could help them with that. So Mm -hmm. it's not about being salesy. It's about actually adding value to your client. 100%. And that's what I say in my four-week accelerator program, Everyday Payday, helping businesses to make every day a payday, right? I teach them my 3S framework. It's about showing up, having strategy, and selling. Most businesses are doing one or two of those three kind of trifecta things, but they're typically leaving out the selling part. Why? Because they want to vomit or they want to, like, they get the shakes with the thought of having to sell. What I say is if you get really nervous about selling, reframe that with serving. Every day you get to show up and serve your audience something awesome and magnificent that is going to transform their lives. 
And if you don't serve them, aka sell to them, then you're actually doing a disservice and they will take their money elsewhere. I always say to women in business that you have a choice. It is your responsibility if you choose to be successful or not. It is your responsibility, aka it's part of your job description to sell every single day. I mean, when we had nine to five jobs, whenever that was, the reality of it is we had KPIs, key performance indicators that we had to meet, and we have a job description. And if we didn't do what we said we were going to do based on our contract, we got pulled into our boss's office. We either got a warning or we got fired. Somehow in this transition of going from working corporate into solopreneur, you know, CEO, whatever role you want to call yourself, people have forgotten that your job description includes selling and they wonder why they're not making any money. Exactly. And as a consumer, if we walk into a retail store and we're really interested in their product, we can't Mm -hmm. see any prices. We go up to the counter to ask how much it is and they say, oh no, we're not selling. That's just here for show. Mm -hmm. We get annoyed. But that's literally what we're doing to our customers. We're not giving them prices. We're not giving them the buy button Mm -hmm. and we're not allowing them to buy. But Mm -hmm. therefore, they've done all this research. They've found us. They've taken our baby offer. They've got to know us. They've built the rapport, the trust. And now we're saying, oh no, no, we don't sell. No. So we're absolutely doing a disservice. So Mm -hmm. don't think about it as selling, just like you said, think about it as serving or think about it as giving our customers opportunity to buy. Yep, 100%. So yeah, so that's my thing is really take a moment again. And often we're just jumping from the next thing, the next transaction, the next thing on our to-do list. And we don't take the opportunity to review and reflect what's working, what isn't. And that's often where we get stuck. So if you take the opportunity to have a CEO day, put three to four hours aside and really truly kind of get into the nuts and bolts and the data behind what's working, how many people have hit sales pages, what's the conversion from that, you're going to be able to position yourself in a much more lucrative way in order to make 2022 your best year ever. Absolutely fabulous. And celebrate those wins. Have a look at all those sales that you've made. You might be surprised at how much money's actually come in. Oh gosh, totally. A lot of people, I'm going to estimate. One of the tools that I use with my clients is a wealth tracker. And I believe that what you focus on grows. But often we're taught when we grow up that like you got to work hard for your money. Don't worry about money. You know, there's that song, The Gambler, don't sit at the table counting your money, right? We've been told almost to suppress the amount of money that we can make. I'm all about celebrating it. Track it, celebrate it and see what you can do more of. Absolutely. And the more money you make, the more impact you can have and the more good you can do. So Mm -hmm. don't worry about a nasty rich person. Mm -hmm. Money amplifies. If you're Mm -hmm. not nasty now, you're not going to be nasty with money. If you're nasty now, you're going to, (laughs) doesn't matter whether you got money or not. Thinking about earning money and earning as much money as you can, and then you can do more good in the world. Totally. Okay, number three. Number three strategy to boost your revenue in 2022 is all about visibility. As I mentioned earlier, without people in your ecosystem, you can't sell to people. I mean, that's fact because you need people in order to put your offer or product out. And if you can put your offer or product out in front of people, you can then sell to your audience. It's pretty simple, but yet people are forgetting because why people are overcomplicating their business. If we can strip it back, there's really only three things that you need to do. Build your audience, nurture your audience, and ask for the sale. But In order to build your audience, you need visibility. And there's only three ways that you can become visible through organic visibility strategy, a partnership visibility strategy, or a paid visibility strategy. Now, you're not going to start doing all of those ones, but you do have to start understanding what platforms do you want to show up on if you're going to choose an organic visibility strategy? Is that where your consumer is consuming content in order for them to be able to buy from you? Are you on platforms that light you up? Or again, are you on platforms that you resent? 
and that negative energy that's attached to those. Like I hate LinkedIn and I also hate TikTok. So you're not going to find me there at this given stage. Maybe I'll like it one day, but not right now. So I choose to focus my energy on a visibility strategy that lights me up, such as my podcast that's been going for almost four years, my Facebook community of almost 10,000 women, my Instagram, right? Depending on where you're at in the business stage, growth stage, or sales stage will depend on where you choose and create either your organic visibility strategy, your partnership visibility strategy, or your paid strategy. Absolutely. And I think that's where people get lost is they have a look and see someone like yourself who's got 10,000 followers and they'll go, oh, I'll do exactly the same as what Angie's doing. But they forget that that didn't happen overnight. You didn't get that in one day or two days. So don't put your chapter one as somebody else's chapter 20. And also I think important there, like you said, oh, well, look what Angie's doing. The thing is, is like when people start working with me, I say, listen, I was like, just because I do something doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. If you want to do a podcast, because that's what you see me doing, but you actually hate podcasting, it's not going to work. So that's why I never do cookie cutter approaches with the women that I work with. Everything is individualized and personalized based on what lights them up and what's in alignment energetically from them. Then we figure the strategy out after that. If you're trying to work with yourself, Kathy, or you want to work with me, and you just want to take what we've done, it won't work because it's not in alignment for them. Powerful strategy to boost your revenue in 2022 is definitely visibility. And I say all these things, you know, from the alignment piece, strategy number one to reviewing your products, you don't have to do anything. But again, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Let me repeat that. Whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So if things aren't going well in your business and you're choosing not to change anything, well, then don't get shitty in a year from now when you're in the exact same position you are today. Absolutely. And no choice is a choice. So Mm -hmm. if you're choosing not to do something, that Mm -hmm. is actually a choice as well. And it's interesting about platforms that you like, but you also need to remember where your customers are too. 100%. I had a a customer that really wanted to get on Instagram. She really liked the visuals of Instagram. So I said, that's great. What visuals can we use for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I don't have any. Oh, I don't do photos. She was in a business where it wasn't photographic. That's Uh not going to work for her. Her customers are not looking for her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have to align what you like, but you also have to align what works for your business and your customers as well. 100%, my friend. Okay, number four. Powerful strategy number four to boost your revenue in 2022 is creating a conversional website. Anyone who tells you you don't need a website for long-term growth is wrong. I'm here to tell you I've worked with thousands of women around the world. So many people are building real estate, aka their businesses on other people's land. That land being Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, all of those places. And when you do this as the sole way of building your business, you risk everything getting shut down. Overnight, my Instagram account three weeks ago at time of recording was shut down. Literally, boom, gone. Luckily, the Instagram lords, again, I had to justify my business is Angela Henderson. My website is AngelaHenderson.com.au. My podcast is the business. Like I had to literally prove, I said, go and Google Angela Henderson. Like again, I had enough evidence to substantiate that I wasn't a fake account, right? But I was not in a panic stage when that happened. Yes, I was sad that I was like, oh, all that hard work. But I knew I had my podcast to rely on. I have over 100 blog articles to rely on. I have 44% of my traffic any month comes from SEO, search engine optimization. So I had a variety of other ways that I know I would still be okay. 
So if you're building your real estate on other people's land, you really need to be considering this. The other thing is, is a lot of times I will see businesses when they start working with me and they'll have this website and they'll say, my website's so pretty. There are web designers and there are web developers. Web designers typically can make any website look pretty, but just because your website is pretty doesn't mean that it converts. Our attention span is getting smaller and smaller. And by the time someone lands on your website, you only have five seconds, max seven seconds to tell them with clear messaging above the fold, what you do, how you help them and what's the next step. Yep. That's it. But yet people have these sliders and videos and flashing bells and whistles, and that's not going to convert. The number one thing I see on websites that really irk me is on the bottom of the website, they've got their beautiful Instagram images plastered on the bottom of their website. And I'm like, you've just worked to drive people to your website and consume content from you and learn about you and what you can do to help them. And now you've got this beautiful carousel images, encouraging them to leave your ecosystem and go into Zuckerberg's system and continue to pay their board members. Because as soon as they click on your Instagram, and then they see the little red icons or messages, they've already forgotten about you. They've got no idea where they came from. No. So you need to make sure that you've got clear messaging above the fold, minimal distractions, SEO strategy needs to be on there so that they can continue to find you organically and that your business can be open 24 hours a day. Again, if you're running ads and you're driving traffic back to a shitty website, not only have you compromised your positioning, your brand, and your authority, but you've just also lost money on what it just cost you for an ads manager for the month and the cost per lead to get people there. Your website is a crucial, crucial strategy to boost your revenue in 2022. Absolutely. You are definitely singing my language. And you find what people do is that they send people from a particular thing to their homepage, which has nothing to do with the ad or the article or whatever they've sent from. So digital Mm -hmm. disconnect is massive. And like you said, we've got attention spans of less than a goldfish. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's even quicker than five seconds. I'd say Mm -hmm. three seconds generally, because we've got so much more information coming. And we've Mm -hmm. also got our filters. So remember when you're looking for a yellow car, you don't see one until you buy one. And then suddenly Mm -hmm. there's yellow cars everywhere. Well, we do that with social media. We do that with messaging. We do that with anything we're concentrating on. We Mm -hmm. don't see it until we're focusing. So if you're giving them a really messy, complicated homepage, they're not going to see half of it. It's totally confusing and they're going to bounce straight back out again. There's a saying that Ronald Miller, I think, talks about in the branding store. And he talks about if you confuse people, you lose people. And he also talks about the importance of if people have to go to your website or your sales page or wherever, and they have to burn more mental calories than needed, you've already lost them. Yep. So more in your messaging doesn't mean better. A lot of times people say, well, like, what's my tagline? What's this? And they come up with all these things. And then they go, well, what's yours? And I say simply business consultant, keynote speaker, podcaster. Yep. There's nothing else that they've got to try and figure out. It's pretty direct. This is what I do. Or like, again, what do you do? I help women make more money. It's pretty simple. You don't really need any more dictionaries or jargon. It's like, I literally help women make more money. Now, I'm obviously not telling you the hows, but most people should be able to get, if I'm a business consultant, she's helping women make more money. She must be doing some sort of strategy or something to help them get there, right? Like it's pretty self-explanatory. 
So yes, really, really honing in on that conversional website and having those key conversional touch points that will help again, retain clients on your website and keep having them come back, but also inquire new leads also. Absolutely. And I absolutely love Story Bland. And Don Miller has a podcast as well where he breaks it all down. So it's, it's really great. And like you say, if you're confused, you lose. And digital disconnect is one of the things that we work with day in, day out in my other business, Capco Enterprises. Because people are just confused. And when you go to that messy website and you're not sure because you've got this really fancy title and it sounds good to you, but nobody else knows what it means. And even though yours is simple, it's curious enough that, yes, I want to know how you do it, but I've actually worked out what you're doing to begin with. Whereas if you're getting really highfalutin and jargon is another one, of course, if you're full of jargon, but you're talking to the everyday mum and dad or business person and they don't understand they're not going to click that button and ask you they're just going to bounce out and find someone else who's much easier to understand that's like the ones like i work with a lot of people who are spiritual energetics you know a variety of other things too just as an example if you're wondering give an example is like again when i hear someone say i'm a heart-centered business doesn't mean anything what does heart-centered mean right are they doing heart surgery Are you in the business of hearts? Are you in the business of surgery? Are you in the business of, I don't know, sending Valentine Day cards? Like really, I understand. I know what they mean because I've been in this space. It's like leading with your heart, that spiritual, that energetic, whatever. But it's like, well, we need to be able to say that, right? Because when I first started off, I was like, what the hell is this heart-centered stuff? And then I was like, well, I don't belong there. Where actually I do, but it was just the language that they were using. I was like, I've got no idea what's going on here. So just be mindful that you potentially, it's not even about repelling because I'm all about making sure that you're not attracting people who are never going to buy from you. I get that. But I actually consider myself heart-centered now that I know what it's about. But I repelled going into any Facebook groups or going to any conferences because the way that it was presented was that I didn't belong. So again, be very mindful about perception and how people are perceiving your brand, your messaging. But yes, powerful strategy number four is all about a conversional website. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to have that strong messaging. If you have a strong opinion about something and that's related to your business, then by all means, get up and say it because Mm -hmm. you will repel the people that are not your people. And if you've got a huge list of people that are not your people, you're spending an awful lot of money and time and energy information to people that will never buy. So don't be afraid to repel people. And then that way you'll also attract the right people because the universe now knows who you're looking for and can Mm -hmm. be far more targeted. 100%. All right, number five. Number five revenue booster for 2025 is team. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking is I don't have money for team, but I'm here to tell you, you can always find money to bring on a team. It's just about you making it a priority. That's me being tough love, quite blunt. People think that it costs so much for people, but it actually, if you really, really look at what you're spending your money on in any given week, you can always afford help. I promise you. By slowly starting to grow your team, this will free you up to work on your business so that you can focus on bigger growth strategies and not get caught up in the day-to-day running of things. This will allow you to not only boost your revenue in 2022 because you're going to be able to have the space to think bigger, but you're going to be able to go bigger, whatever that looks like for you. When hiring, one of the number one things I ask people to do, because you might be thinking team is in business team, 
is I actually want you to create a list of everything you do for three days. Write it on your phone, have a piece of paper from folding the laundry to cleaning the toilets to uh, school drop-off, lunches, whatever it looks like, grocery shopping. I want you to write everything down. And then on day three, I want you to make three columns. I want you to make the love column, the love-hate column, and the hate column. That hate column is what you outsource first. Absolutely. And nine times out of 10, it's normally needing to get a cleaner RMA to come in for a few hours a week. Yep. And so don't think about it's hiring the business admin first. It could be hiring within your home first. Not only will you be more aligned, you're going to have more energy, flow will be better, and naturally more money will come to you because you're doing more of what you love versus what you hate doing. So key strategy number five is all about slowly starting to outsource and building your team either at home, in business, or both. Totally. And quite often the people that are in line with doing those jobs that you're not will do it so much faster. Faster, better, happier, everything. Quicker and more up to date Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. The Mm -hmm. first thing I outsourced was my bookkeeping. I used to spend all my Christmas holidays doing the data entry. Mm -hmm. And then I would spend all the time getting it ready to balance and all of that sort of thing. And when I first got my very first bookkeeper, I said to her, I think there's about two weeks work in this. And she was coming a couple of hours a day and she came for about two or three hours. And then the next day she came back and she said, what else do you want me to do? And I went, no, there's two weeks of this. And she goes, no, it's all done. So it was taking me literally days and days and days and she had it done in such a quick time. And that was a mess at that point, I can tell you. So it's quite often, and especially with the cleaning as well, you procrastinate and you muck around and you do all sorts of other things, whereas a cleaner can come in and do it in two or three hours, done. And think about the rate that you're charging them, so whatever their going rate is. Also think about the rate that you charge yourself out. If you're not charging yourself out at higher than your cleaner, then what are you doing in your business? Mm. But you should be making a lot more money in that time that you're not cleaning. Yeah, no, that was the example that when I said to my husband about the cleaner, I said, well, just because you make more money doesn't mean you need to spend more money. And I said, I 100% agree with you. And at that stage, I think my hourly rate was $500. It's now $1,250. So it's gone up over the years. But I said, $500. The cleaners are $40 an hour. They're going to come for two hours. Well, that's technically a thousand bucks that I could be billing and helping other women to make more money. So that's 80 bucks. So I was like, we're losing $920 by me being the one who cleans the toilets. He said, get the cleaner. So again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's about being able to put things into that perspective of going, oh, hold on. But what I found, once you kind of hit the 250, the 500, the million dollar mark, et cetera, the number one thing that people are doing is buying back time. Yes. I have a house manager that works for me and she comes in for a couple hours a day that I know that I can still wake up, get breakfast for the kids and put the dishes away, but then I can play a board game with them, sit down and watch a show with them and have a much slower morning and connect with them where people aren't screaming and going crazy because the day's already started off on the wrong foot. Yep. That's the other thing. Sometimes it's not about going and doing more work. It's about Mm -hmm. slowing down, spending time with kids, spending time with your significant other, spending time with yourself, having a bit of me time. Yep. Those are my kind of top five things to boost your revenue for 2022. Understanding your alignment piece, two, reviewing your products and offers, three, looking at your visibility strategy, four, making sure that you've got a conversional website, and five, making sure that you're starting to look at that love, love, hate, and hate columns and slowly starting to build your team so you have more opportunity for growth. 
Fantastic. I think that is a very nice list and I'm sure that our listeners can grab one or two of those. If you're really not loving your business, don't grab all five. Just start with (laughs) one and and work through the most pressing because if you try and throw the baby out with the bathwater, you'll definitely lose your business. Totally. So don't try to grab the whole lot. No. Now, at this stage of the podcast, Angela, I ask all my guests five final questions. What is the biggest help you've had since starting your business? Yeah, I'd say 100% my house manager. Fabulous. What advice have you been given by a mentor? There's always little nuggets, right? I'd say like the one recently is I hired a coach to work with him. He was $45,000 for six months. And I was like, damn, I've got to be able to make this money back to break even, right? He gave me one advice and it had to do with creating a $37 product. And it like a lot of people are like, oh, $37 products can't make you money. Well, that $37 product has brought us in two times in the last year, a hundred grand per each time we've done it, right? So it's just been a two-hour workshop from the workshop within sell, right? Et cetera. So his advice there was again, don't underestimate the importance of smaller products and allowing people opportunity to like test drive you in order to then keep them, do you know what I mean, within your ecosystem. Absolutely. And I think that that's a real flip around now because the value of free has completely gone. Nobody wants free stuff. They won't buy into it. They won't actually do it. So having a small ticket off it like that allows them to get skin in the game and allows them to commit. And it also allows them to check you out and see whether there's alignment in the way you work and they work. And sometimes there's not. And that's perfectly okay. Totally. Okay. What is the one thing you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. My non-negotiable, I would say, is to drink a Diet Coke. Okay. Every day, pretty much. There's not many days in my life as an adult that I haven't. So yeah, just it's just part of the routine. I would say that I'm not a human who's set on like, I have to do this. I'd say my other thing is, is I practice daily gratitude at night. So before I go to bed, I always will say like the top three things that brought me to mean gratitude for the day. That's probably also non-negotiable. But because of my ADHD, I really struggle with trying to, you know, I've been meditating at time of recording since the beginning of the year. So for almost seven weeks now, and that's been good. I hope to continue doing it, but I'm not one to have a lot of rigid that you have to do this, you have to do this because the ADHD brain doesn't like rigidness um, regularly. So Diet Coke, yes, practicing gratitude. I mean, my British bulldog is named Grateful. And so you can't be far from not having some level of gratitude in your world on any given day uh, or be reminded of gratitude. That's why I named her. So my kids, hopefully, if they say grateful 50 times a day, will understand the importance of gratitude by the time they're adults. <laughs> so I'd say that, but yeah, that's it. I don't necessarily run every day. I, I don't run at all. So let's make that clear. <laughs> but you know, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of, and it's not about rigidness from a bad place, but there's not a lot of like, I have to sit and do all of these things. The other thing that I'd say is that I do is my revenue generating activities first before I do anything else. So if invoices are outstanding for some reason, or if I've got an event to launch or a cart's opening, or I need to do a video, do you mean I will do revenue generating activities before I'll go and start like scrolling or doing something else? Fantastic. That sounds like a very good practice. What is your favorite business book and why? Yeah, my favorite business book is a book by Bob Berg and John David Mann, oh, The Go-Giver. Absolutely, um, that's mine as well. Yeah, so yeah, I had the luxury of interviewing Bob on my podcast last year. And I mean, the five laws, I'm just trying to pull it up because I think there's an um, important to talk about the five laws of stratospheric success that the guys talk about really. And, and what I like about it in the book is that it's what they talk about is in The Go-Giver is very almost counterintuitive to what we're taught in 
Facebook ads and funnels and things like that. But ultimately what the guys are talking about is just the lead with value first. And I talk about these five laws of stratospheric success. And the first law is the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in, in value than you take in payment. And then the second law is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The third law is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. The fourth is the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And fifth, the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. And so to me, this is just super important that in business, so often we are chasing the transaction, right? Do, do, doing and doing just all this shit that doesn't really matter. But if you can just treat your consumers and your buyers of people who just want to be heard and seen and not be treated as a number, your business will inevitably become profitable. Absolutely. We've all had those experiences at the supermarket where the checkout people have been too busy having their own conversations to... Mm -hmm actually deal with us and now quite often when we go we choose it self-serve so we don't have to deal with those totally 100 that's all transactional and that's why they're price 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 driven and if we want to be authentic to ourselves and be Mm -hmm. value driven then we do have to treat our people well oh gosh 100 and our very final one is what do you wish you had known when you started out I would have loved to have known that. And now that I do know is that the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. You can continue to Google and YouTube and go to free after free after free. But when you start paying $10, $20, $30, 45K like I have for my own coach, you start to pay attention too. You start to build a little bit more confidence and you've got a little bit more pep in your step and you've gotten a little bit more momentum. So yes, so the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. I wish I would have known that earlier on. Absolutely. You hear of people who have high ticket items and they give them to their friends for free. They never get the transformation that their paying customers will do because mm-hmm. there's no value in free. We don't have to do it. We'll get around to it when, but we never Exactly. Do. Yep. 100%. Fantastic. Well, this has been a great conversation and really appreciate your time and your wisdom. Is there anything else you would like to tell our audience and let them know how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. It's like, just remember your success or failure comes down to your action or inaction in your, your life is your responsibility. So stop making excuses, stop blaming the partner, stop blaming the kids, stop blaming whatever. And know that again, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing your life, your responsibility. If you want to connect, I say head to my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au. From there, you can choose to listen to the podcast, potentially book a call with me, etc. Or I also hang out over on Instagram, which is Angela Henderson Consulting. Fantastic. And we'll drop all of that in the show notes. All right. Well, have a great day. Thanks so much, Kathy. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ange. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk Podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.